0: Welcome to Audio Shelf.
1: A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany.
0: And we are the voices in your head.
1: Hello. We are coming to you live from the Christiana Mall, Barnes & Noble, in Newark, Delaware.
0: Where we are here with Holly Black's coffee that she has drank out of.
1: Yes. I'm Brittany. And I'm Brad. And we are Audio Shelf.
0: Before we start, make sure to click that red button down below to subscribe to our channel.
1: Yes. Today we have an actual very exciting episode. Yes.
0: This is very exciting. This
1: is the proper use of exciting Holly Black interview. Oh my God.
0: Did you say Holly Black interview?
1: I did. I think I did.
0: <sighs> All right. Let's just get to it. Yes. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: So we want to first thank uh, Christiana Mall Barnes & Noble for having us and, like, allowing us to do this. Um, and also Holly Black for being here with us chatting. Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, thanks for having me. <laughs> so we got to ask, what is this all like for you to kind of see <laughs> your words on a, in a book with tons of people lined up to see you and get signings and even telling you that they're that your books have impacted their lives? What is that like for you?
2: I mean... It is, um, it's, it can be overwhelming because, I don't know, so I think the thing that is most affecting to me is that, so I've been out on tour for uh, Queen of Nothing, but um, people are bringing me, you know, the first book I ever wrote, Tithe, which, you mm-hmm. know, some people read in middle school, some people yeah. read in high school, and they're adults now, you know, that was almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, or they read Spider and and they have the, these memories of like going out and looking for fairies in their backyard or in like their local bar. <laughs> and, they, and I, you know, I think the fact that, you know, sometimes it was the first book they read or it was this, you know, this book that um, turned them onto fantasy or, you know, it was just a book that meant a lot to them. It means so much to me. And it means so much to me that they have stuck with me too mm-hmm. over, over the years. Yeah. And, you know, which is not to say that it's not really affecting also to meet people who are like reading me for the first time and, you know, have really felt like this series meant something to them. Mm-hmm. So I think the difficulty is trying to figure out in the limited time that I have of meeting them, like, what is the thing that, you know, how to connect yeah. and say something because I really do appreciate it so much. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. awesome.
1: Yeah. And so talking about the fans, that you are dubbed the queen of fairies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> seems
2: dangerous. I, think that, I don't think the fairies would like
0: that. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> um, but you have spent a lot of your career exploring like the dark side of fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just wanted to know like what inspired you to write Jude's story, um, the power, the revenge, all of that good stuff.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I think I started with um, basically what – became the prologue of the Curl prince you know the idea of kind of a reverse changeling of someone who is um you know brought to fairy by the murder of her parents and forced to live on in in this really strange circumstance of being cared for and even loved but by someone so scary and who had done such a terrible thing that she could never really relax and you know in in a place in which she doesn't truly feel like she could Mm -hmm. ever belong Mm -hmm. um and so i knew that going in i knew um some of the plot things that i wanted to do and the other thing that you know i wanted to do is i wanted to in the character of Cardin, create somebody who um you know who had who resented her for getting a lot of things that he never got mm-hmm. and for doing well in ways that he was supposed to do well, but didn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, you know, two people who really dislike one another, but actually understand each other in a place where they don't really feel understood by
0: much of anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, speaking of plotting, this mm-hmm. is our question. <laughs> this series was expertly plotted in our, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It was, in our opinion. In our opinion,
1: it was, the best series start to finish <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. it's concise um and we just kind of want to hear did you have the ending from of the of the queen of nothing in your head when you're writing the cruel prince i
2: had some of it mm-hmm. i mean i knew basically the way it would go um and i knew a lot about both cruel prince and wicked king um and I moved around things. Like I moved around the ending. I had sort of imagined the series, but I moved up mm-hmm. the what became basically the ending yeah. of The Crow Prince. And that meant I had to reshape the mm-hmm. Wicked King, but I knew a lot of stuff that happened in it. And with Queen of Nothing, I had some big picture stuff, but I had imagined a slightly different um middle. Okay. <laughs> I had a, um I didn't I and I I realized that I needed to get closer to the sort of thematic question of what is Jude willing to give up mm-hmm. to be safe? How much is she willing to become matic? How yeah. much is she willing to give up humanity? How much is she willing to um you know, put aside uh Alfheim itself, put aside the possibility of love, like if if in exchange she could get power and safety. Yeah. Wow. And so I needed to like Mm-hmm. F- like figure out how the plot could ask that question. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you have any favorite characters that you kind of enjoyed watching their journey grow?
2: I mean, I always love writing Maddox. I really like mm-hmm. giving bad old guy advice. <laughs> I could give bad old guy advice all day <laughs> long. I don't know why. It probably doesn't reflect well on me. One of them, but
1: I really loved to have an inner, bad old guy in Yeah, here. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maddox is
0: an excellent villain because I love villains. And so He was he's one of my favorite villains, so I agree. I -hmm. watched his journey kind of progress, and
1: uh, I loved it. Can we expect? Because we know that you do a lot of like crossovers Mm -hmm. with characters. Can we expect Matic to like pop into other series that you have planned? I I think that
2: yes, I would like to write more in Fairy, and I kind of imagine that we won't you know see him again and then we won't see some of these people again Mm -hmm. to what extent you know i don't know but but um i'm sure we'll see him out a little bit again i mean i suppose
0: that is a spoiler but (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) no i think the way you end it is is great
1: yeah you gave (laughs) that's all i gotta say
0: yeah um so since we review audiobooks primarily on our podcast and our Mm -hmm, mm booktube Caitlin Kelly, <laughs> we are obsessed. She's she's a amazing, very dear friend of ours. Um, she kind of led us to this series to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, what was your process like with the audiobook and Hachette, the production of the audiobook?
2: I mean, I am somewhat removed from okay. that process. Yeah. I think that she did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, um. I'm asked pronunciation stuff and okay. things things of that nature. And, you know, I got to hear her read before mm-hmm. she started. But um, I think that she's just such a wonderful reader. And she's so brought these characters mm-hmm. and series to life. Do you listen to audiobooks? I do listen to audiobooks. Nice. Uh, I do not listen to my audience okay. <laughs> beyond hearing
0: question. little bits of them. <laughs> Most authors don't. They yeah. don't listen to their own. No.
2: <laughs> so I'm grateful for what she did. I'm sad that I cannot, you know, I, that I, I listened to the beginnings and I sort of listened to pieces mm-hmm. and then I'm like, this is amazing. Um, yeah. But I never get to see the true extent of her work because yeah. I have to I had, because if I did so, I would have to listen to my own prose.
1: <laughs> You're like, that's too much. It's mm-hmm. too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I like um, I like an audiobook for a drive, especially a long drive mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. or a podcast. All
1: right. Yeah, cool. yeah, and the audiobook version of all the whole series has been great because it's just like Brad said, concise and just perfect and a very true reflection of what we envision the characters mm-hmm. to be like, which is interesting when it comes to uh, television or movie, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> 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 which we know you get that question a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But have you have you thought any more like when you go into writing a book, you probably don't think like, oh, this is going to be turned into a TV show. But do you want your characters to explore in the same way that like a TV series would or do you want them to just have their start and their end and that be?
2: Well, I mean, I think film has, has I mean, it's interesting because television expands and yeah. film compresses. Yes. Right. So, yeah. um, I, you know, first of all, sure. I, <laughs> I mean, sure. like <laughs> in the sense that, you know, I went through the process of the adaptation for the spider movie mm-hmm. and um it was a great experience. Like, it really was a great experience. Um, And I know people who've had less great experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing at the end of the day is that TV and film reach may- many more people mm-hmm. than a book will. Mm-hmm. And they will bring many more people to the books. And that seems great. <laughs> and, yes. You know, the books will still be the books. And, you know, uh, if there ever is a show or there ever is a film, you know, that will be different it will be the vision of the people who make it yeah mm-hmm. you know it's nice you know i hope my hope with it is that they keep true to the feeling yeah yeah and mm-hmm. that they keep true to the characters mm-hmm. because i think that is what readers who then go to that will like i don't yeah. i think you can change a lot of things but i don't think if you keep the feeling and yeah. the characters mm-hmm. the same i think people
0: will be happy mm-hmm. has any companies? purchase the rights to your work except for the ones that have already been made into movies
2: so this was under option um, at universal and it is just out of option at universal so we'll
0: see what the future holds interesting very interesting yeah (laughs) yeah
1: listening to the audiobook we could totally like visualize these characters just how they were with caitlin's voices so it was Mm -hmm. very cool to see will be cool to see them well, i mean life, hopefully. fingers crossed it's yes. such a
2: weird and often long process you know um with spider work i always tell the story where i was driving home from an event and um tony my coll- my collaborator called me and he was like it's happening it's on we got the green light it's great and I drove to the local Liquor's 44 uh, <laughs> in our town. And there was a bottle of Cristal up on the top yeah. shelf yeah. covered in dust. And I was like, give it to me. And they said, is this kind of expensive? And I said, give it to me. And I bought it. And I drove to his house. And we opened the bottle. And our agents called back. And they were like, it's back off. Oh, oh no. My God. Well, and we were like, how do I get this thing back? Yep. And then, <laughs> is there
0: a return policy? And
2: then um, yeah, like two weeks later, it was greenlit, yeah. But it, you know, you never I'm until I'm crazy. walking on the set, yeah. Wow. And maybe even not then, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not so sure.
1: It's like a totally different stress level than just writing the book and like getting it out on time with it's your deadlines. You're like, yeah, yeah. totally so, different ball game.
2: Mm-hmm. you never know.
1: Right? <laughs> so um, my one of my favorite um, novellas was The Lost Sisters. Yes. Um really loved that. Like different view of. A character that mm-hmm. some people wouldn't like at that stage in the game.
0: Taryn's my least favorite.
1: Yeah. yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so nice our, first, uh, our first,
2: our <laughs> first event um, for tour, I was, I had my friend Cassie Claire was in conversation with me yeah. and. We were both asked, like who surprised you the most in the series, and she had to she had to answer for for this series, and she was like Karen, and the crowd made a sound I've never heard a group of like a weird hissing noise that really <laughs> frightened me. I'm now wary of talking about Karen, <laughs> but I know people have mixed feelings. Yeah, her. yeah, it, she's a I mean I think she's just, a complicated character. Mm-hmm. I think that she, um, I think she didn't have all the information the reader has. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think she also was kind of mad Mm -hmm. that she was left out of a lot of things that you didn't take her into her confidence yeah and you know yeah definitely operate the best she can Mm -hmm. and i
1: loved how the novella explored that just a little bit and it gave her a a different kind of um character perspective Mm uh and i guess some people love her don't love her um but it was like an expertly placed novella for the character building that yeah. maybe just didn't fit in one of the books. Mm-hmm. So, what is the process for like deciding to do a smaller, tinier novella um, within your novels? Is it to explore those characters that maybe didn't yeah, get the chance? I think it was fun
2: to it was fun to get to do that. Um, it's fun t- for me as a reader. I often enjoy when there is some kind of side material or side Mm -hmm. project, or Mm -hmm. it feels special to have another thing that if you really want it is there. Um, And so it was fun to get to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that, yeah, it's something that I think that having um, a series allows i've done a lot of standalones and Mm -hmm. you can kind of do it for standalone but it's different because for a series people are invested and they spend time with these people and they spend time in this world Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i think that that you know allows for you know being able to do fun side things Mm -hmm. that you don't get to do otherwise definitely
1: i feel like it looped back to the queen of nothing too with the Mm -hmm. great wrap-up of the characters and everything so
0: i think terrence was my favorite character journey actually Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though I didn't mm. like her in The Cool Prince. I, <laughs> I was just like, huh, okay, I see where you're going with this. Um, so I know that we are you're finishing up with Queen of Nothing. You're ending the tour. And you usually probably get the what's next question. Um, but I also heard in an interview that you're working on an adult novel.
2: I am, if you can consider <laughs> writing a bunch and then deleting all of it, working on it. Um, what, is, um,
0: what is that switch like?
2: You know... I think the thing that is difficult is not so much that it is an adult novel, but that I am trying to create a new magic system. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm feeling my way through a bunch of new characters and that's different. Um, I think that for me, what's exciting about an adult novel is that you're seeing people at a different point in their Mm -hmm. lives where they are more settled Mm -hmm. and in some ways they've, given up the possibility of change more Hmm. um, and have a longer history to explore. Mm, So those are the things that I'm interested in about adult.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. awesome.
1: Do you have any other like top secret information that you can let just us in, but then also everybody that's listening to us (laughs) (laughs) for the future? I mean, I think I
2: I am. I think I maybe even said this planning some more fairy books. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it'll be fun to try to, figure out some stuff and I might do some other little side things nice. that I know people keep asking me about <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm actually currently listening to the coldest or the coldest grown cold town uh-huh. and I'm loving it I'm on chapter 7 so oh, I'm like so love ah, nice. this whole vampire kind of it's there I'm assuming they're making it into like this disease kind of thing instead of just you know straightforward vampires that's what I'm getting from it.
2: Right. I think that in there's maybe you've maybe hit the chapter where they sort of explain what it yeah. is and how it works mm-hmm. and how, you know, going cold works. Yeah. and Yeah. I mean, that's it's that is the that is the whole of the information. Yeah. They, they don't really, you know, um, yeah, it's a world in which they know some stuff mm-hmm. about about what vampirism is. But I think one of the questions of the book is, well, is that magic yeah. or is it like we know this much, but is there like. This is, this is a thing that has a magical element to it, yep. even as scientific as we're sort of trying to explain yeah. it
0: as. It's an, it's, it's an awesome take on it. It's a different, oh, very unique you. approach. So i was I'm enjoying it.
2: Love letter to 90s era vampire. Mm-hmm. is what I read. <laughs> I'm feeling like, that. It, I'm know. feeling it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's so cool.
0: So thank you so much for joining. I know that yeah. you have the event at the yes. Christiana Mall, uh, Barnes & Noble, to get to in a little mm-hmm. bit. So we want to kind of wrap things up. Um, But again, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to to meet with us. Thank Thank you you
2: for having me.
0: (laughs) And good luck with everything.
2: Oh, thank you very, very much. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, my God. I cannot believe this just happened. Oh, my God. And we're still with her cup.
1: We're still with her cup. And we're still live. Yes. In the Christiana Mall, Barnes & Noble.
0: Yes. Thank you so much, Christiana Mall, Barnes & Noble, for hosting this event and having us you know, do this live here with surrounded by all these beautiful books.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Yes. We are so excited and so happy that Holly agreed to meet with us. We don't know why. We don't
0: know why. But she did. But she did and it happened and we could not be happier.
1: Nope, we can't be. So thank you so much. Congratulations to Caitlin for putting this whole thing together.
0: Without her, it it would be impossible.
1: It would have been absolutely impossible. So we thank... Her. We thank the staff of the Barnes and Noble. Oh my gosh, it's just amazing.
0: We thank Holly's publicist. Yes. Oh, yes. So many good things happened. Oh. So if you haven't grabbed a copy of Queen of Nothing, do it now. Yes. You won't be disappointed.
1: No, you will not.
0: Until next time. Bye. bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday.
1: If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest books and topics for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me.
0: We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.